Lauren XOXO, bitch, bitch, bitch. Welcome to this week's episode of Lauren XOXO and friends before I get into this episode I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who's been patient with me if you don't know for the past two weeks I've been moving but now I'm in my new apartment so there shouldn't be any breaks in between podcasts um and also, if you haven't already, please go on iTunes podcast and leave a review. I love your reviews, whether good or bad. Um, I just like reading them just so I can know how to better the show. And another thing, if I sound sick, it's because I am. So, you know, be a little patient with me this week. Um, and let's get into this week's episode. So today, my special co-host is Denise. I'm Lauren's <laughs> mom. And my mom's been in town for the past few weeks um, helping me move, which has been really, really great. I know I've been, like, wrecking her nerves, but I'm I'm just one of those people who, like, when I'm on the edge, I, I don't know, I get all crazy. So I'm just really happy that she's here. And when she found out that I had a podcast a few months ago, she was like, oh, my God, I didn't know you had a podcast. And I was like, please 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 do not listen like I was just so scared that she would hear all of these crazy stories that I tell even though they're they're not anything like bad but you know there's just some things about you that you don't want your mom to know as I'm sure there are some things about you mom that you wouldn't want me to know of course Lauren (laughs) and so yeah and then you asked if you could be on the show and at first I was like really against it because I was like oh my god no I know what we what will we talk about like I can't do it and um and then I posted it on Instagram I was like oh my god my mom wants to be on the show like no and then all of you guys were like have her on have her on have her on and so I was like all right cool I'll have her on so how do you feel I feel okay I you know tell them a little bit about yourself Born in Brooklyn, I left Brooklyn to join the Army, and I live in San Antonio, Texas now. I'm retired Army, and I do nothing all day now, but I enjoy doing nothing. I get out and I work out every morning, though, um, and go shopping with my friend Joy all the time, but that's about it. I have no life. Well, you're going to get one. You're gonna like she's you know, I think there's a weird part between being like used to working and retired and I feel like people who are retired that are like new to being retired like battle between like, oh my god, I have nothing to do. I don't wanna do anything, but also like every day am I really gonna do nothing? Like I feel like it's like a back and forth. Most mostly I end up just going back to work. I'm not going back to work. I I enjoy doing nothing. I don't want my day tied down. I do seasonal work at James Avery Jewelry Store in San Antonio because I well, love their jewelry. You have to tell them all. Oh, okay. Sorry, <laughs> but yes, I enjoy being lazy sometimes and not doing anything. Yeah. So clearly, someone's living her best life. She's gonna be here for the next. 
I leave on the 23rd. Mom, you don't have to tell them everything. Okay. Like, you don't. So, mom, um, what I've been doing as of late is asking people what they want me to talk about on the podcast instead of, you know, just making a list of things. I mean, sometimes I'll talk about pop culture or, you know, personal things that have happened to me that I think are, like, super funny. But, um... Last week, when we were supposed to record the show, I asked everybody on Instagram what they wanted us to talk about, and one of the main things that everyone was saying is, the girls want to know how dating was in your time in the 80s versus how dating is now for me. Back in my day, you had to have a chaperone. Either your sister went with you if she was older, or your brother, if you had one, or your parents, one or the other. Um, yeah, you really couldn't really go anywhere. You went to the movies, maybe, but I don't know. That's how dating was back then, you know. Nowadays, you young people, everything is so fast, fast, fast. Y'all do everything, you know. Y'all go out to eat, y'all do this. We probably went to McDonald's, it was probably a date, and we were happy. You know, just to go get a hamburger. Now you, everybody want the expensive meal. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm a little sick, as I said. <coughs> um, like so, since you guys weren't texting, I know you guys had to like play phone tag all the time and stuff. I really didn't play phone tag. You gave somebody your phone number. We had to. Re- Rotary phones where you had to dial and it made a lot of noise when you would click um, dial a number. So, of course, your grandmother, she could hear everything. So, when you're trying to call somebody, you couldn't get calls past 7 o'clock at night. So, when you tried to call someone, you had to either go under your covers and hope she didn't hear you dialing the phone. You had to kind of whisper, but, um, yeah, your grandmother wouldn't let anybody come to the house. If anybody came to the house to visit you, a boy, she would sit in a den with us and, you know, she's looking at us, we're looking at her and yeah, she wouldn't leave you alone, not for a bit, not even ask if you wanted a cup of water so she can leave the den area. Really? So grandma would just like stare y'all down? (laughs) Yeah, grandma just sitting there and, you know, wait for the guy to leave. So, yeah. So, how you have kids? Like, what's your... <laughs> Lauren, I was, like, much older. I wasn't, like, kids nowadays, they just start having sex so early. So, but, um, nope. But, yeah, but, I mean, <clears throat> sorry. I mean, we talk in school and stuff like that, but, you know, your mother, your grandmother was really strict, and your dad, and I think that's why Jackie left home when she was 18 years old. Jackie is my aunt, her sister. I wasn't in a rush to leave home because I didn't have to pay any rent, I didn't have to have a job, so why leave home? Yeah, I agree. Well, not really, because I left home early. Yeah, Lauren, you were that spirited young lady. Yeah, I I was not moving to Texas, so I was just like, Mm-mm, I gotta go. 
I just came right to New York after high school. I feel like it's still the best decision I ever made. I don't think I would have ever been happy in Texas. Um, how are guys in, like, were they still as annoying as they are now? Like, I don't know. I feel like now guys are like, well, we're all exposed to so much with like everything we do is tech, 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 tech. We're always on our phone. We're always on Instagram. We're always like, we're just always. No, back then we didn't have all the technology as today. So I think it was better because the communication is always better. I prefer to speak on the phone than to text someone. Because when you talk on the phone to someone, you know if they want to talk to you or not. You can hear it in their voice. Um, all this technology you young people have going on. I mean, I guess it's great because, you know, you guys are so busy, much more busy, I think, than we were back there when I was born or during my time. Um, so we communicated. We wrote letters. I actually missed the days of writing letters. We used to write letters, too, when I was in high school. And did you guys fold them up, like, super cool? Like, we, it used oh, to yeah. take us so much time just to fold the letter up because you used to have that one piece sticking out. Yeah. So you so. could, like, pull it up. Nope, we did all that. So it was, it was good. I think communication was better back then. Yeah, I think so, too. I think sometimes. I, like, I hate when I meet a guy and he just wants to text, 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 text. But then I also get annoyed always, like, when I meet a guy, he always wants to be on the phone. But now guys always just want to FaceTime you. And you're like, no, you, you can't FaceTime me at any time of the day because I'm not ready. You know what I'm saying? Like, my if someone FaceTime me right now, how would I look? Crazy. Exactly. I hate guys who always want to. If that's all you want to do, FaceTime, FaceTime, FaceTime. Like, you're going to be talking to the wall. Like, I'll answer it, but it's literally facing, like, the wall. You have to set up a FaceTime date with me. Could you imagine set up FaceTime dates? Wow. Yeah. You have to be like, I'm going to FaceTime you at 5 o'clock. But, let me, you know, give me some hours in advance. Like, let me get ready. Let me get cute. Well, I'm old-fashioned, so I don't like FaceTime. I don't like the iPhone. I just want to go back to where we had telephones and you had to wait till you get home to get your calls. So why don't you do that? Why don't you throw your iPhone away and that game that you're... She's addicted to some game that she's been playing on her iPhone. Throw it away and you and get you a um, landline phone in your house. And see, see how life works. You know what? You see got, how that works out for you. You and, you and your brothers would never let me do it. And also your Aunt Jackie. You guys would be bugging me, calling me on my landline like every single minute imagine having a click over you remember those days where you used to hear like the click click oh click, yeah click. nope i don't know i feel like i was i was in between that time where like we didn't have internet and then when we were first learning about technology because i remember our first i remember the first computer we had in our house and i could only be on it for like max like maybe like an hour and 30 minutes it was so slow <laughs> and yeah so I was like right in the middle because I also was um around for a time when like 
We didn't have cell phones. No, my cousin Sherry had the Nokia with the snake game. And we <laughs> used to always steal Sherry's phone. And to this day, Sherry do not like sharing. And I know it's because we used to, like, we'd be like, Sherry, can I see your phone? Man, we go missing for hours playing the snake game, just doing all types of things. And now she don't, don't like giving nobody nothing. But we were, like, horrible. But, all right, let's get to some other questions. Someone else asks, how do, how do you keep a close mom-daughter relationship without overstepping boundaries? And I feel like you do a really good job at this. Um, sometimes I watch shows and parents are, like, super overbearing or, like, they share too much information or they want too much information. And you've kind of never been like that. You've always, you're not really judgy, like, I feel comfortable bringing anybody home. I'm not, you know how some people are like, no, my mom doesn't like anybody. No, mom's going to love. If anything, I don't want to bring people home because my family's very clingy. So, like, what made you, you know, be like that? I think because my parents were strict. And I think because my mom always had to be in my business and always wanted to know my friends. And and I know it was for safety purposes and parents need to know those things, but my mom was in every bit of your business. You couldn't even walk to the bathroom without saying, oh, you know what, I'm going to the bathroom. But um, no, I just wanted my kids to make their own mistakes. Um, But if I saw anything going terribly wrong, I would correct it. But I just wanted you guys to have your own independence. You know, for for most of the time, I had no problem with you and your brothers. I mean, you guys are pretty good except for Quentin. But, um, no, so I don't believe parents should be friends and share every bit of information with your child because there's just so much information a child should know. Um, Because I see parents out there, oh, I just want to be my child's friend. Well, you have to be a parent first. You can't can't be a friend and a parent to your child. You have to pick one or the other. And I think it's important for parents to be parents. Yeah, I don't, I've never looked at you, even though you're like, you were so like easygoing, because I remember there were times when, you know, I wanted to go to the teen clubs or... When I lived in St. Louis, we had teen clubs, and they were, like, the funnest things in the world, and they were so ghetto. I used to want to go to lock-ins in St. Louis. The lock-ins were um, you would go to the skating rink, and they would lock you in overnight. And you'd just be in there skating or talking to boys or just hanging out with your homegirls. Like, it was really, really fun. Um, But... I never, like, my mom was never the mom that I was scared to ask, oh, can I do this? Can I do that? You were always pretty much down for it, as long as you knew, like, who, what, when, where, and how. And yeah, because I never had to sneak out. No, because you can't shelter your kids. Um, because if I would have kept you in the house, you would have found a reason to sneak out. So why not let you go out? And if you misbehave, then, you know, you couldn't do it again, but... You guys pretty much was trustworthy, you know, growing up. Yeah, I feel like. And then back then, kids, it was so easy with kids. You know, nobody wanted to fight this person or nobody, you know, 
wanted to do really anything bad, but nowadays you have to. My middle school was bad. Remember the middle school I went to, uh, Normandy? Yeah. In St. Louis? The ghetto. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, you was in a. But yeah, but you had your friends and you guys. I never got into any trouble, but that school is. Yo, I saw so many fights. Like, I mean, that was never me to like get into fights or anything like that. But that school was crazy. Yeah, I was in St. Louis. That was yeah. Um, so yeah, you. I don't know. I feel like our our family in general we're just really open and loving and accept, accepting, and that that's how I was raised. And you were never. You never really got too much into my business. I feel like you just want to know the important things, but you never wanted to know, like, I'm not going to sit up here and, like, talk to you about, I don't know, anything crazy or random or... I just give you, like, the basic details. Like, boom, boom, boom. And you're like, all right, cool. You're healthy. You're great. Good. Bye. So I feel like that's how it is. No, that's true. Yeah. That's how it is, Lauren. So let's talk about something else. The contrast between mother and daughter relationships versus mother and son. I always feel like my brothers had a little bit easier than me. But I don't know. I feel like I was always. It's like I didn't get into a lot of trouble. But I didn't really get into trouble with you. I do feel like you were a little harder on me versus like Wesley, my little brother. I don't know how it was with Quentin. I know my older brother, Quentin, I know he was bad, but I don't know. I just know how it was with Wesley. And I feel like maybe Wesley always had it easier, but also me and Wesley are four years apart. You know, I don't think your brothers had it easy. I think I just wanted to protect you more because you was a girl. And I think that's why I was, I don't know if I'm going to call it strict with you, but I think that's why I kind of kept you close and you always thought that I was always easy on them. Only because you was a girl and I wanted to protect you. And Wesley and Quentin, they were boys, so it was easier with them. With you and plus when you got to your teenage years, your mouth <laughs> yeah. Um, One time my mom smacked me. I didn't smack you. Do you mom. want to tell that story? No, you can, but I didn't smack you. Okay, let me tell the story. I grabbed you. Let me paint this scene. We we were at home one day, and I this is at a time when I used to be on the phone with my friends all day. That's all me and my friends did was talk on the phone. I had to be like thirteen, maybe probably thirteen. And one time my friends had called me, but my mom would not answer the phone because she was like, this is not for me. This is for you. And I was like, why you just don't answer the phone? I don't know why you would answer the phone. Or maybe I'm just I guess I'm just telling the story from my point of view. So maybe it's I don't know. Maybe you were busy or something. So you just didn't have time to go get the phone. But you would not answer the phone. And I was like, why you don't answer the phone? And you said something. I said, that's ignorant. And you smacked me. Lauren, I grabbed you. I didn't smack you. I grabbed you. I didn't slap you. I think you slapped me. But Lauren, you called me ignorant. I didn't call you ignorant. (laughs) You did. 
It's I the, said that's ignorant. that's the same thing. You're saying what I did was ignorant. No, it's the same thing. And you still don't think it's the same thing. I don't think it's if I say oh something gosh. you're doing is ignorant. I'm not calling yes, you. Yes, you are. You definitely are. Anyway, I bet you'll never do that again. No, I don't think I ever said that's ignorant again in front of you. Yes. But I don't think saying that's ignorant is calling you ignorant. It's the same thing. And man, she smacked the fire out of me. I was like, Mom. I did I almost not. Fell I, down I, I to grabbed the you, Lauren. I grabbed you. Where'd you? I remember being smacked. And yeah. I remember telling you I was going to call the people on you. And you was like, call the people. They not go buy you no clothes. They not go buy you no shoes. So do what you need to do. I did tell you that. Because if you're going to call, call them. I don't know. I just feel like you. I felt violated. I felt like you oh took my, gosh. my price away. All really? I needed you to do was answer the phone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <coughs> um. So that's like a really funny story. But no, I felt, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe I was just getting in the most trouble because at a certain age, I started having a mouth on me. And I don't know. I couldn't like control it. I wasn't just walking around being rude. I was not doing that. But I was like. I would say what was on my mind without thinking. Yeah, she just had a smart mouth. Yeah, and I feel, okay. At 16, I was really going through a lot. I had, we had moved to a house in Illinois on a military base. And I had just met my real dad because all my life I was raised by my stepfather because my real dad was in the army too. So he was living um, in another state um but when I turned 16 I met my real father and then next thing you know magically randomly my dad lives two houses down from me and I'm like what is going on I remember I think this is when my mouth got really really bad right probably I remember feeling like my parents had, like, bamboozled me. And, I don't know, I just thought y'all was out to get me. Because I was just like, how did I just meet my dad? Now my dad lives two doors down from me. Like, this is crazy. And I'm going through, like, I'm 16, so I'm going through those weird stages. I'm going through those changes. You know, I'm I'm not a girl, but I'm also not yet a woman. You know that song? I don't. Oh, it's by Britney Spears. So, yeah, I was just like, I was just like in this weird stage. And then you were, but those were your teenage years. So, um, you said it was bad. Yeah. No, I'm telling you, I really felt like you and my dad, like, were like trying to take me down. Oh my gosh. Really? But (laughs) now that I think back at it, I feel like when y'all, I know y'all made that decision together. I feel like when y'all made that decision, y'all were trying to do what's best for me. I feel like you wanted me to get to know my father more. Um, and that's why you did it. So y'all weren't trying to like, I don't know. I just thought y'all were in the room like Mr. Burns. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I felt. Oh, okay. I'm sorry you felt that way, dear. But you know now that 
that wasn't the case. I just wanted you to have a good relationship with your father. That's it. Yeah, and now me and my dad are cool, but like back then, I was not having it. It was, it was crazy. Yeah, it was weird. Um. So, and that was another reason why I was just like, my brothers don't gotta go through none of this. They chilling. I'm up in here. Like I get, I'm getting my period. I'm like, it was crazy. All those things at 16, I felt like the world was, like, really, really dropping down on me. But now I look back at it, I could, like, laugh at it. I'm like, that's actually very random and very funny. You know, that is a lot, Lauren. All right. Let's go to the next episode. I mean, next topic. Sorry. Um, Someone said, how can you tell if a guy is for me or not? Well, Lauren, you really don't introduce me to anyone. So, um, clingy family alert. You can't do it. My I only, I only have, only know one of your friends that you introduced me to. But um, the guys you date, you don't introduce me to. So I don't know any of your. I don't know if a guy is for you or not. Well, the reason as long as he treat you right and he's respectful. Um. And if you bring someone home, most likely I would accept them, as you know. Yeah. We take anyone in and everyone in a family. We really do. And the reason why I don't really introduce um, men to my mom is because, well, one, she lives in a whole different state. And I only see you maybe like twice a year. Yeah, that's most. true. But I have a very clingy family. Like, you know, there are still ex-girlfriends from my brother that you talk to every once in the blue moon we are not clingy yeah i talk to them because they call me just to say hello to see what's going on like sis when y'all break up it's done like what are we what are we talking for no no because i still have some of the young girls that call me and you know just to say hello i don't know i feel a little weird about that so I just Well I think it's different because like with your older brother when I was working at the nursing home in Missouri, you know, with the young girls there, I was friends with them first, you know. They were like daughters to me, so we were Ain't that rude? What? Quentin just started dating all of like your I know, right? Yeah. yeah. And I would tell them that, you know, your brother at that time wasn't dateable material. Quentin is my older brother was not dateable material. He's a great father, but he yeah, not dateable. People, now he's a husband. Yes. Great. Yeah, so which is great. Um but I just I don't know, I just and also I don't wanna bring a bunch of guys home. Like I'm also not that person that thinks like everyone is the one. I like to take my time. I like to vet out um, who I'm dating and I'm not in a rush for anything so I feel like when I meet the guy you know I'll introduce you to him but I mean I, there's also only been one person I've ever like in these past few years like truly truly cared about and felt like I could see a future with them and you did meet them but other than that I'm like I mean these guys are fun but oh did I yeah, Keem. Oh, okay. But that was like... Yeah, I really love Keem. And she met Keem when we weren't even dating. 
I know. I but know. I just felt like, okay, it's time to introduce my mom to someone. First of all, I was like, my parents think I'm gay, which is nothing wrong with that at all. I never thought you were gay. Anymore. I think my dad thinks I'm gay. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. I think. I think. Because he's always like, every time he calls me, literally the first thing he says is, did you get a boyfriend yet? When are you getting married? I'm like, And you no. should say, well, when are you getting married? I'm just chilling. Uh, like, I'll just blow it off, but... I was say, like, let me introduce my mom to someone who's like really who's really important to me in my life, even though we're like not together anymore, even though we're just friends. Um, so, yeah, y'all won't meet another person until maybe I feel like that again. But I just don't bring any and everyone home. Like, I'm not bringing anybody home for the holidays. I think no. Kim is your person. Yeah, we, I think me and Kim are soulmates, but I think you could be friends with your soulmate. And I'll just leave it at that. Leave it cute. Okay, we'll leave it like that. Um, but yeah, my family's too clingy, and they'll they'll never stop asking about the person. Like that's what bothers me. Like there are people who I'm not friends with anymore, and literally anytime I speak to um, someone in my family, if they've met them. They will say, how so-and-so, how so-and-so, how so-and-so. And sometimes I don't want to get into the, I don't deal with this person anymore. Like, I'm done. I just be like, oh, my God, they're good. They're great. They're in good health. Like, I just leave it at that. Yeah, but eventually we stop. And then if you tell us not to, we just like, okay, we won't do it. Yeah, but you know what it is? I Sometimes you don't have the energy to go into the this is why I don't deal with this person anymore. Right, but I don't want you to go into the bits and pieces. Just let me know, Mom. You know what? I'd rather you not ask me about that person. And I would be like, okay. Oh, please. I stopped being friends with someone. And my mom... Well, of course your parents always want you to work it out with someone, especially if you're really close with them. But, like, last... When's the last time I came to visit you? In May. Oh, yes. I came to visit her. And I don't know if she knew how serious the situation was with this person. But you kept on, like, keeping on. Like, you were, like, you, like, kept mentioning them. You kept doing things. And I was at one point where I was like, girl, no. Okay, Don't Lauren. deal with this person anymore. All right, but I have it now. I got it. I got it. Got it. <laughs> so that's why I have to be, even with friends, I just... I cannot, my family is so, I'm so blessed to have, like, a loving family, but also, you will never hear the end of a person, so I think it's going to be a while before I even introduce y'all to another friend. Like, I just got to take my time. Okay. Because I feel like you're never going to stop talking about Keem. No, never going to happen. I mean, which I don't mind, because I, I love Keem just the same, but it's just like, we're not, we not going to get married, and it's fine. You never know. All right. Never say never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> um, next topic is resentment towards your parents. Did you have any resentment towards grandma for anything? I think when her and my dad broke up. How was that? And of course, I blame. You know, your grandma, but I know now that, you know, as I got older, there are things that go on in your parents' life that you don't know about. 
So um, I think the blame was misplaced because my parents, they didn't, they shielded us from what was going on in their relationship. So after they broke up, I moved with my dad and your aunt Boo moved with your grandma. And um, no, we have a good relationship now. So I think that was the only time, but I was 17 then, you know, I was a teenager. Yeah, I think it's funny how when you're a teen, like, you really truly do see, like, the world and the grown-ups around you, like, in this little bubble. It's like, it's not what you think it is. Because I remember when I was young, I used to think my family was so perfect. I used to be like, wow, like, nobody argues. This is, like, great. Like, this, like, I... Just, like, we don't have any problems. Like, literally, that's how I felt when I was younger. And, like, when we used to all get together, like, with Aunt Jackie and stuff like that. Like, and then I remember a time where, like, you and my Aunt Jackie was, like, going through whatever y'all were going through. I was like, oh, my God. Like, it was such a shock to me. Because I was like, everything is perfect. What's going on? And (laughs) then I would hear, um... Yeah, and then I would learn about stories about, like, grandma back in the day or, like, grandpa and things like that. I was like, I don't know what world I was living in. I mean, (laughs) no one is perfect, like, you know, and I expect family to go through the good and the bad. But literally when I was a kid, I just thought, like, everything, I don't know, I thought it was, like, perfect. I didn't think we had any issues. No, that's how I thought, too, growing up. Because my parents didn't split up until I was 17, so I always had a mother and father around, you Mm -hmm. know, in the same household. And then when you're 17 and that go away, then you want to blame somebody. Right. So, yeah, but me and your grandma, we're we're good now, you know. I think only because I buy her everything. Man, my grandma will get you for (laughs) all your coins. I feel like she deserves it. She's grandma. She does. She don't ask for much, so I do whatever she want. I buy. Mm-hmm. Um, resentment on my end is I kind of told the story prematurely, but I was really angry when I found out that my father had lived a few doors down from me, and I was super mad about that. Um, like I said, I thought it was a setup. I thought my parents were out to get me. I wasn't feeling it. Um, I was, like, growing into, you know, like, when you're 16, you're you're just weird. Like, 16 is a really weird age because everyone's talking to you about college and what do you want to be when you grow up? And um, and then you got to get, like, you're thinking about, like, prom. You know, you just think, you think about all this, like, dumb stuff, right? And... Um, I don't know, it just, it, like, really came out of left field, and then I found out that I had all of these siblings that I never knew about, and I'm just like, why don't I know these things, and I I remember having classes with one of my brothers, because um, I have a brother who was a month, like, maybe, like, a, how, I mean, I have a brother that's, like, the same age, right? Yeah. And I we used to have classes together, and people didn't even know that we were siblings. Because my brother used to dress in, like, emo clothes. Like, so he used to wear, like, all black. And, like, everything was, like, really oversized. 
and he was hanging out with like the emo white kids and I was hanging out huh he was hanging out with the emo white kids okay and I was hanging out with just, I went to an all white high school just the emo kids no but they was emo and white kids there was emo white kids I, it, it ain't too many emo black kids out here okay, Lauren, my brother but... probably was like one out of five at my school for the black kids but I was hanging around with all the black kids. And my brother was like, I don't know, it was so crazy for me. And I remember one day in class, I had, um, I was like, yeah, that's my brother in German. Because I was taking German because my aunt um, was living in Germany at the time. Now she lives in Switzerland. And I wanted to know how to speak German for when I visited her. So I remember one day I came to class and I was like, that's my brother. And everyone was like, yeah, I have never talked in here. How are y'all siblings? And I was like, they was like, so do y'all know each other? And we like, not really. (laughs) It was like, it was just such a weird experience because it just honestly it really came out of nowhere and I remember I was getting to know my younger brother Marquise. Yeah, I think you were close to Marcus. So. Yeah. Me and him he stayed with us for a while. Me because he was the same age as my little brother. So they were like road dogs. Like they were out having fun. And then his sister Jordan, my little brother's sister Jordan, me and her were around the same age. Yeah. So we used to like really kick it. So I had only known those two, I uh, but I didn't meet the others until we had moved to Illinois, to the Army base, and yep, I was in the class with my brother for months, and nobody ever knew, never said anything. It was so crazy. So I think like that was the only time where I had um, resentment towards you, but you had anger again, issues. <laughs> again, now that I think about it. Um, I truly do think that my parents were trying to do the best thing for me. Y'all were not like in your rooms, like concocting some crazy, <laughs> um, you know, wild situation to put me through. To like, I was like, they're stressing me out. I'm 16. Like, I was acting like life was so hard. I was like, I'm 16. This isn't cool. I, like, I, I remember ver- verbatim talking to my friends being like pissed. And all you had to do was go to school and. Yeah. That's it. Have fun. My it's mom, like, she never made us get jobs as we were young. Even though I definitely applied to a lot of jobs. Remember you used to take me on job interviews? Yeah. I never got a job. I think it was because I was black. Because remember, we lived in that all-white town. Lauren, I think Ma, you got a job because you probably would have fell asleep. Y'all Google Granite City, Illinois. They still waving Confederate flags. That's why I think I couldn't get a job. I think you could get a job because you would have fell asleep. No. Don't be rude. You did have a babysitting job. So, I'm going to tell you guys a story. There's one time... No, my mom used to set me up with babysitting jobs. And there was one time in particular where I had a babysitting job right after school. And if y'all know, when you... Maybe how, how old was I? I was like in my teens, right? You were in your teens. But in my early teens. Right. Y'all know how long school could be. And y'all know after school, you got to go to the uh, the after school little whatever like you signed up for. So after that, I had to go babysit. 
so one day um my mom has set up for me to like babysit one of her kids friends and I get there and um I'm like chilling but I'm a little tired but I'm like whatever I'll be fine I'll like I'm gonna be able to stay up cool next thing you know I wake up it's like how I'm gonna say it's like one o'clock in the morning and these two little kids are staring at me and I'm like what happened like what like what's going on they're like you fell asleep and I was like wait I never babysitted y'all like I did your parents ever leave there like nah because you fell asleep and then I remember the next day being so scared to tell my mom that I fell asleep so then so when she picked me up she was like oh how much money did you get from your gig and I think they had gave me like maybe like twenty dollars so I was like oh I got twenty dollars and you were like that's it but I didn't tell you that I had fell asleep so I guess whenever you spoke to your friend, you was like, really, Lauren? Really? You fell asleep, Lauren? And I was like, Mom, I was tired. I was like, so embarrassed, Lauren. Yes, you fell asleep. I was so embarrassed. That was so funny, though. Like, now I think about it, it's just like, I can only imagine how pissed those parents were. Like, they were probably like, yeah, we finally got a night to ourselves. And then when they came in the room to... I'm pretty sure when they came in the room, they'd be like, all right, guys, like, we're out good night. And to see the babysitter knocked out cold, I know they were like, yo, what's going on? Yeah, that was bad. So that's probably why you never got a job. I don't think so. I feel like after that, I could definitely stay up. But okay. um, yeah, I was like never forced to get a job. But I really wanted to. I remember I was applying at mcdonald's remember how you took me to that job interview at that ice cream place that oh, little yeah. ice cream hut little that ice, they yeah. had man i was but i do remember one time i had a phone interview and they were like what's your race and i was like black and i was i remember being like Dang. but you didn't need a job though your your job as a child is just to go to school and enjoy your childhood years that's how i felt yeah, but I wanted. I know. I really wanted a job. I just wanted to say I was doing something. Like, my friends had little, you know, jobs at McDonald's, and I was like, why can't I get a job? And I thought it would be easy. I was like, why is getting a job so hard? Um, Next topic is, how does your mom feel about grandchildren and you and your siblings getting married? Uh, Both my brothers are married. One just got married. Ain't telling nobody nothing. Like, literally did it out the blue. But shout-outs to you. And the other one, he kind of did the same thing, too, huh? No, he but told me. But we knew they were going to get know, married. Yeah, we knew they yeah. were getting married because they were together. my little since. brother and his wife were high school sweethearts. Yeah. So, and I was at their wedding. Yeah. Yeah, so, Quinn. But I have grandchildren. I have two grandkids, uh, Jaden and Xavier, little Xavier. One is 11, one will be 16 this month. That's crazy. I know. I remember holding my nephew. So, yeah, so no, I I love my grandkids. They're fun. Although the young lady, she is quite a young lady. She's feisty. Just like Lauren. But, um, and I love that they're married, that they met someone that they want to spend their life with my both my grand no both my daughter-in-laws they are wonderful they are 
just like each other. They are alike in every way. You think so? I do. No, because Alicia, Alicia is very bubbly and very like it's very sweet. Not saying that Amber's not sweet, but I no Amber's sweet too. But I feel like Alicia just has like she has just like this this like I don't know. But I feel like Amber Amber's more quiet. Not in a bad way. Wait, you think Amber's more quiet? I think she's maybe Amber's quiet I mean, around. Have, okay, let me maybe I said it the wrong way. They have some similarities. Yeah, maybe Amber's, yeah, Amber's quiet around qu- me because Amber no, only Amber's sees more quiet. me. But Amber only sees me like twice a year. Right. So well, she's more quiet. Um, I think at least she's more quiet too. I feel like she's so bubbly. But they're both great. Like they are wonderful. And as soon as I get a son-in-law, he'll be wonderful too. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I got some time. I'm not in a rush. I'm I'm literally not in a rush for anything. I'm chilling. I got like other things on my mind. I feel like a husband and kids. I'm not gonna say it could wait. Like when it comes to me, I definitely. I'm I'm going to accept it, but I'll be okay. I'm not I'm not setting no age limits on anything. When things happen, they'll happen, and I'll be good. But no, I think that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, because I feel like when women are a certain age, it's like so much pressure. Like like I said, when are you gonna get married? When are you having kids? When are you doing this? When are you doing that? And it's just like honestly, sometimes that's the last thing on your mind, especially when you're thinking about your career, what's gonna be your next move, you know, stuff like that. It's like I don't know. I'm not, I'm not in a rush. I could take my time. So. All right, I think we're going to wrap up this episode. It's actually super early. It's almost 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, we were going to do it last night, but I was having troubles with... Well, I've, I wasn't having any trouble. I forgot to charge my laptop, and it wasn't sounding right on my mom's laptop. So, again, thank you for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, oh, can I say something? Yeah. Lauren, I am so proud of you. I just wanted to say that. Oh, thanks, Mom. I'm proud of you, too, for oh, being a mom. A great so mom. Sweet. Um, and, like, yeah, thanks for helping me move. Yeah, she has been working me, and I can't wait to go home. Oh, no, you can't wait to go home. All right. Okay. Um, and all I ask is that she feed me. That's it. And you get fed. Okay. Yes. But I have to cook. I'm just uh, saying. I guess. But yeah, so thank you guys for listening. Um,